1: Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners, where we share timely advice on how to grow enterprise value and learn about successful exit strategy. If you're looking for those things, you're in the right place. Today's episode is on the topic of family business succession and the experiences of a fourth-generation owner of an animal food company who actually ate only dog food for a whole month to prove how nutritious their products are. We're going to be hearing his story in a minute, but first, we'll hear from our show sponsors, JAK CPAs and Sunbelt Business Advisors. Many business owners planning a business transition often feel overwhelmed and don't know where to start. I'm Kyla Hansen, a partner at JAKCPAs. We can guide you to make sense of the numbers and the tax pieces of your transition. Leaving your business successfully takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at www.jakcpa.com.
0: You give your business everything, but now you have a decision to make. Should you grow or go? Every business owner will exit their business someday. It's a big personal and financial decision. The best business owners know what their business is worth, and they know their options. Sunbelt Business Advisors can help you understand what your business is worth now and how to net the most when you sell. And if your business isn't ready for sale, we will show you how to get it ready. Here's the best part. Sunbelt gets paid when you get paid at the closing table. And if you aren't ready to exit your business, Right now, but you want to know what your company is worth, Sunbelt will meet with you for no charge, no cost, no commitment, absolutely confidentially. So whether you're ready to go or still working on your grow, meet with Sunbelt now. The world's largest business brokerage firm is ready to help you. Call 612-455-0880. 612-455-0880. That's 612-455-0880. Or go to SunbeltMinnesota.com. SunbeltMinnesota.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Mitch Felderhoff, President of Sales and Marketing for Munster Milling Company in Munster, Texas. Mitch, welcome to Poised for Exit.
2: Thanks for having me, Julie. Great uh, to be here.
1: Great to have you. I am so intrigued by everything about your company. We, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where's the best place to start, but I've got an idea. First, before we do that, though, I know our listeners are going to be curious about you know, hearing about the dog food eating story, and we won't disappoint. We'll get to that. Um, but your whole story about the generational transfers with your business is extremely intriguing, and of course... You know, we're all about providing relevant, timely content to our listening audience, which is comprised of business owners and their advisors. So talking about that generational transfer is really important, too. And But first, before we do that, I'd just like to have you share a little bit about your career path and how has your company evolved over those four generations?
2: Sure. So basically, right out of college, I I came back to... Help my parents in a in a sales and marketing role in 2007. I've got a degree in sports medicine and nutrition, mm. so it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to to jump into dog food. But I was pretty burned out from an internship I did in college as mm. an athletic trainer for UNT, and I started in the sales role for two or three years and became actively more involved in running the business. And after about Uh, Eight or nine years, I convinced my older brother to come join us to help on the operations side. Mm. And then my parents uh, attempted to exit, and the the private equity company that was looking at purchasing the business was going to be contingent on my brother and I becoming employees for them, which was not something that we were interested in.
1: Mm.
2: And so uh, we found a way to to buy the business ourselves.
1: Very interesting. And you've owned the business since? Chad and
2: I bought the business in 2015.
1: Uh, over the years, you've been in the business. You've been, you know, obviously, when you're growing up in a family business, you're hearing stories at the dinner table. I know I did. From both sides, we had family businesses, and um, you know, there's all the all the relationship matters that kind of get, you know, intermingled within a family business, and sometimes they can get kind of murky. Sometimes transitions don't go very well. And uh, wondering if you could just share with us what you witnessed when. When you had, when you experienced those exits, whether you were in the business or not.
2: So it was pretty much a mangled mess. Uh, I do remember that growing up. You know, as when my when my dad got the business from his parents, there just wasn't a whole lot of communication, mm. and you know, everything that you said, and you know, one of the things you said in your book. Uh, uh, the points for exit book. It was that seventy nine percent of businesses have no exit plan, and and mm. that was us both times. And mm. so, you know, it it what ends up happening is it just caused a lot of hurt feelings. And mm. so, when my dad purchased the business, you know, he had siblings that had never been told whether or not they would be involved in the succession plan, mm. and so uh, there was just a lot of different people giving feedback to my grandparents at the time that honestly worked against him and then it, mm. it caused strain relationships between uh, several of them. Uh, it took years for them to get through that. Mm. And so by the time it got to transitioning the business to us, uh, everyone kind of walked on eggshells. And the the toughest part for us was my brother and I would have a conversation with my dad. He was, he was more than happy to talk about stuff. And, and then he would go and, and have a discussion. You know, we would agree on what we should buy, how we should do it. Uh, And then he would go home and talk to my mother and she would have different opinions. And then everything with the whole, the goalpost would move the next day. And Mm -hmm. so uh, there just wasn't a good plan on really what they wanted from the business, uh, how they wanted to transition out of it, what their true goals were. And so uh, it just made it very difficult from a communication standpoint Mm -hmm. and it definitely caused uh, tension for, for an extended period of time.
1: So are you the sole owner of the business then right now?
2: Uh, Chad and I are. Yes. We, okay. you and your brother, uh, my brother okay. and I own the business 50-50.
1: Got it. And how's that going?
2: It's going well. Um, Good. You know, we, we took some of the lessons we learned from my parents um, and, and applied them to how we're managing and owning the business together. We purchased it a hundred percent through uh, several different kind of creative structures to make sure that we had control of the business uh, ourselves. And we put buy, sell agreements and, kind of nuclear clauses together. Uh, that way, if something did happen, there was a definitive outline. So we know what divorce looks like before it happens.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: there's not a whole lot of discussions to have if things do go sideways.
1: Mm-hmm. Super smart that you did that because now it's just a non-issue, right? It's it's done. It's, it's official. You can go about building your business and not you know, worrying about whether you actually have something in writing. There's a lot of businesses, family businesses that don't actually have those things in writing and they didn't see them as important early on and then later on realized that they were, but they feel like there's so much water under the bridge that they can't approach the subject because they're afraid that they're going to offend the other owner or owners. And, um, and sometimes they just kind of let it go and and wait until <laughs> wait until there's you know, a disaster of some kind. So smart that you guys you guys did that. I'm glad to hear that it's working out. That is super good. Would you be interested in just sharing a little bit about how you structured that transaction? That would that's very interesting.
2: Yeah, so so Chad and I, neither one of us were independently wealthy. Um yeah. you know, we've been working for our parents, which a lot of people you know, kind of can assume that there's a silver spoon in the mouth, but really what you become is a uh, discounted labor. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. when when we had to purchase it, we didn't have any money. So we were fortunate enough to partner with an asset based lender. And so what he did was he, he gave us uh, 60% equity in the assets of the business. And then we let my parents keep 20% of the shares of the company with a call option that was executed at the time of closing And then we also set up a long-term employment agreement with them for five years for one, seven years for the other that made up for the additional 20% of the equity that we needed to buy. And then uh, three years after the initial purchase, we executed the call option on the 20% that we had not purchased from them yet.
1: Wow. So did you have, tell me about how that all came about. I'm assuming that you had some good professional advisors to to work with and to guide you and help you put this all together?
2: Yeah. So uh, Chad and I are both uh, pretty big on being in mentorship groups. And so mm-hmm. he's a member of a, of a group that's kind of an online group. And then I've got a group here in Dallas of a bunch of successful business owners that uh, kind of help mentor us. And so mm-hmm. when we had an opportunity to acquire the business, we were able to, to get a, an M&A attorney People that had bought and sold several businesses and um, just overall good counsel that kind of broke down here's here's all the different ways that we would try to buy the business if we were you, and here are the things that we would expect from you if we were selling the business. And so, when we did bring a proposal to the table, we had a pretty good idea of of what was good for both parties, and Mm -hmm. um, it definitely helped save us a lot of heartache.
1: Well, that's good to know. So, that means then that your relationships with your mom and dad are, are good.
2: Uh, they're, they're healing.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. It was,
2: it was, it was a tough transition because, you know, one of the things I'd mentioned was they didn't really know what they wanted out of the, out of the deal. Mm -hmm. And and Chad and I both knew that we wanted the business and we wanted to do what we wanted to do. And so, you know, there's, there's countless stories of people that when they do sell the, the business and they get the check, um, they don't really know what's next or what to do. And yes. so uh, sometimes there was, you know, there's been moments of resentment towards us probably that they didn't really know how they wanted to handle the next step. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but we've made it through that and, and we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're back on track. So,
1: Well, that's good to know. Um, I know that that, you know, that whole aspect of exit planning that we call life after business or next act planning is what I like to call it is kind of mm-hmm. a, an overlooked part of exit planning. And so it's not uncommon that your parents didn't have a plan because they probably didn't even know what they didn't know, right? And they mm-hmm. probably figured out after the fact, after the liquidity event, that they should have had a plan for what to do with that money before the liquidity event, right? And absolutely, you know, obviously not your fault or Chad's fault, um, but uh, poor planning can definitely have an impact on what the future holds for those of us who own businesses. So Um, To that point, are you and Chad building your business to sell someday, or are you thinking legacy and internal transfer to a family member? What are your thoughts?
2: You know, we're we're not as fond of the internal transfer to uh, Mm -hmm. the next generation after seeing what we've seen. Sure. Um, The... We're, we're not specifically building the business to sell it, but what we are doing is, you know, one of the pieces of advice we had a long time ago was to, to build the business like we're going to run it forever because if if you ever did decide to sell it, they're not going to buy it unless you have a long-term plan and there's growth mm-hmm. opportunity available for exactly, them. Exactly, for um, sure. If you, if, if you go to sell it and you don't have growth or a plan in front of you, then, um, you're gonna be selling at a discount and you're gonna be disappointed with with the approach you took so
1: mm-hmm.
2: our plan is to to grow the business we've got a vision and a goal that we're trying to hit and uh, you know we're a 89 year old business that's 30 years behind from a growth standpoint on what we feel like a lot of other companies were that started after us. so we wake up every day feeling like we are you know 10 15, 20 years behind and and we've got. Mm side set on, you know, 10 our business. And once we get there, we'll kind of look up and see what's
1: next. Wow, you really feel like you're behind. I was so impressed when I looked at your website and saw how diverse your product line is. Um, unique selling proposition, my goodness, you guys kind of wrote the book on that. <laughs> Obviously, because of, you know, the work that you've done in the sales and marketing arena. But um, when you talk about needing to catch up, what does that mean?
2: Well, I think a lot of it's the, the impact that we have not been able to have on as many people as what we'd like. So when, when I came back to the business, we were a regional company and and we basically only sold product in in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm -hmm. And and at that point we were, I think 77 years old. And so now that we're 89, you know, our goal is there's pet food companies like even Nestle started after us that have, they're sold globally worldwide and and Mm -hmm. they're, they're executing their mission. And so um, we do so like we have a lot to offer and, and unique, unique, uh, offerings to customers and, and things that can help pets, and so our goal is is to reach more of the country and become a nationally recognized brand that mm-hmm. has provided a a lot of benefits for pets. So from it's more from a standpoint of uh, the amount of animals and, and families that we've been able to help.
1: Yeah, I, I think that um, you know the the product line and the message really resonates with people that not only have pets, but they also have animals, right, that aren't necessarily pets, you know, kind of pets, maybe not. But um, I, I've i never seen anything like it, and I was just so super impressed. Uh, I understand that you grew exponentially in uh, 2020, um, or even during the pandemic, and, and that you've got an even higher growth rate that you're expecting this year in 2021. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so we, we actually grew uh, a little over 20% in 2020. And um, a lot of that was due to an e-commerce boom for us. So we've spent mm. you know, four or five years working on our website and, and trying to have our own direct-to-consumer channel. We didn't really want to be at the mercies of, of the Amazons and Chewys of the world. So Good for you. Um, we decided to kind of blaze our own path and, and we really, we got to a point where the web, the website was actually working more the way we wanted to mm-hmm. um, at the end of 2019. So we got it done just in time and it, it wasn't without two or three years of some massive failures trying to figure that out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, we, we got into the freeze dried business. And so not many people, not many big producers are doing freeze dried.
1: I noticed that. It's
2: a lot of work. It, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's new to the industry. And so, Uh, It's not really proven when you're one of these larger corporations and they're not going to get into something that it hasn't been at the trail hadn't been blazed and hadn't been a Mm. a proven product. So Mm. We were willing to kind of jump out there and figure it out, and it's gone very well for us. And the, the demand has been through the roof, and we have a, a 50% growth year staring at us in the face this year, if not more.
1: That's fantastic. So, with this freeze-dried method, is that uh, a process that you felt you needed to protect? Is it uh, a process that you maybe could, you know, market or no?
2: You know, there's pe- there's people out there freeze-drying already, mm-hmm. and so the, mm-hmm. the demand is so high.
1: Really? Okay. And Interesting. It, the
2: yeah, the supply on on freeze dryers is is pretty hard to get, and so Chad, my brother, actually learned how to build two of them himself this year. Mm. And so we've we're starting to develop our the ability to build our own units, and, and we've got some great mentors in the space that have helped us because they want to see freeze dry grow. And so we've had plenty of people reach out to help and want to encourage us to do more. so it's there's there's a few things that we've done that have set us up for success on that level.
1: Well, it sounds like the two of you make an uh, an incredible team that is um super amazing. It's awesome, it's refreshing. You're a good example for other family businesses out there who, you know, they're they're trying to keep the legacy going and they want to, you know, incorporate the changes and the growth strategies that that they envision that might be a little bit different from where they came from. But you know, the only way to have a business continue is to continue to grow and evolve, right? So absolutely, mm-hmm. and and you have really like this whole documentary thing that you did with eating dog food that that was, that had to be such a huge attention getter for your company. You know, did that, I'm wondering if that documentary and I'd like to have you talk about it, um, made an impact at all in, in volume for you guys. Tell tell us about all that.
2: It did. Yeah. So, so last January I decided to eat nothing but our dog food for a month.
1: Mm. Um,
2: no coffee, no alcohol, anything. and, Really, I did that because as a small brand like us, you have to it's a lot of work to try and stand out um, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna out Amazon Amazon and we're not gonna outspend a Nestle or a Mars or any of these companies from a marketing standpoint so we we knew we had to be unique and different mm-hmm. and i thought what what can I do that they wouldn't be willing to do and <laughs> At the end of the day, somehow I ended up on eating my own dog food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you got your kids involved, and your wife involved, and and you were uh, featured on lots of different news and talk shows, right?
2: Oh yeah, it was it was great, and and it created a ton of evergreen content for us. And now, anytime I'm talking to a prospective customer or even a prospective supplier, they watch the video, and it it kind of brings a whole new level of credibility to what we're doing, mm-hmm. and and our commitment to standing behind what we do not just trying to sell a product.
1: And exactly and so many of us who have animals, especially with dogs and cats and you know the ones that kind of hang out as family members inside the house, they are family members and we want to make sure that they're eating well and and for you to be able to do that it just totally proves that you've got high quality product and not only that like you said it's it's evergreen it's um, it's funny, it's intriguing. And uh, definitely makes you stand out. So, I applaud that. And I, um, I, I, I have more questions, but we're we're kind of at the end of the show at this point. Maybe we'll have to have you back on the show again and and tell us more about how you guys are growing and what your strategies are. Um, but at the end of the show, I like to ask my guests if they could share a couple of action items. So. Do you have a couple things that you'd like to share that people could take with them and possibly implement themselves?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing for us is um, have a plan for, for when you exit and, and how you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Chad and I don't necessarily know when we want to sell, we do know what our plan is when we do sell mm-hmm. and, and how and how that will happen. Um, you've got a great a great part in your book where it talks about building out your strategic plan on, on what a transition checklist would be. And, you know, I, when I read through that, it's, it's exactly what uh, we're putting together. And so mm. um that would be, you know, my advice is just have a plan for when you do want to leave um, not necessarily, you know, what day or, or what time, but you know, how you want the transition to go and that if you at least have a plan then. You're not going to have unmet expectations, which is the root of frustration.
1: It is, definitely. And and you want to be in the driver's seat, right? You don't want someone else dictating how you're going to live the rest of your life and how much you're going to get for your business. You really you really want to be in charge of that and be in control of that as much as possible, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing all the right things, Mitch, and um, super exciting. I'm definitely going to be following you. I, I alerted a lot of my um, colleagues and friends to make sure that they listen to this podcast the ones that have, that, that, that they're dog lo- lovers, you know, and I, I thought that they would want to hear about this episode. So thanks for joining us. And uh, maybe you could just share with us real quick, what's the best way for our listeners to reach you or your company?
2: Yeah, the, the best way to reach us is... Uh to go to our website, which is munstermilling.com, or you can send me an email at mitch at munstermilling.com, or Munster spelt just like the cheese. Mm-hmm. And and that's really the best way to get in touch with us and, and happy to help anyone we can. And I really appreciated you having me on today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us again, Mitch. For our listeners, this episode will be available later today uh, to download on our Poised for Exit website. That's poisedforexit.com. Where you can also order a copy of my book, Poised for Exit, Please do share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. We really do appreciate your reviews and your subscriptions. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you join us again next time.